for your Talking Basketball Podcast. Hello, welcome to another edition of Talking Basketball Podcast. I am Mark. I am Paul. Hello. That was a loud one, wasn't it? <laughs> well, we're trying to we're going to try and compress it this week. Thank you. Welcome back. If you haven't been to other episodes, go back to have a listen. We're doing a short one this week, aren't we? We are doing a short we're one. We're trying to be Mark. streamlined like a racing snake. Yes, we are. You know but, it's going to um, go highly wrong, but can I just start by saying a huge thank you to our 22 and a half thousand listeners. Thank you. That, that is amazing. That's this month alone. Yeah, yeah, that's really really cool. Um, and also, please email ukbasketballpodcast at gmail.com and tell Mark what BBL team you want him to support. Yep. If you don't know what you want to say, just send him the word Lions in that email. ukbasketballpodcast yes. at gmail.com. No. Right, right. Oh, man, what's happened? Oh, I muted that by mistake, I think. Do is it again. Is it that? Right, Mark, I'm going to jump straight in. I want to talk about the Manchester Giants. You yes. know I've got a soft spot for this team. Yep. But I want to say that they had a great week, and they had such a great week. I'm going to start with that. Wow. Now, first of all, I want to say that the Giants were coming off a six-game losing streak, Mark. Yeah, they took um, they took on I think it was four or five days ago they took on the Bristol Flyers and I knew it was going to be a good game um, because the corresponding fixture um, was really close. Okay, so mm-hmm. it was looked like it was going to be a fairly good game. Um, the earlier fixture Bristol took that win ninety one eighty seven. That yep. was the scoreline for that. Um, but this time it was the Giants who claimed the win sixty eight seventy four. Yeah, I have to wonder what happened to Bristol there. But Yeah, I think you might have a point. But, you know, you brought up last time about the Giants. They only had nine players and stuff like that. Um, yes. However, one of the things that really stood out was William Lee. He has been out for the majority of the season so far. And he came back against, uh, I think it was the Eagles game was his first game, which was, was a loss. But uh, before this game, but then he was in the starting lineup against oh, the Bristol okay. Flyers. So he is now back. Um, and before the game, the head coach, uh, Brian Simonian, he said, it's nice to have our roster a little, a little bit more complete. So hopefully we can bring a little bit to Bristol that we didn't show them last time. Ah, interesting. And I thought it was really interesting that you said that because yep. you highlighted there was a, you know, um, I think nine players for a couple of games. Yeah, there was. Um, so that was really interesting he said that. Also, do you know I said he, he scared me a little bit in some of the things? He was smiling in all these photos. He doesn't look <laughs> as scary, which is nice. He, he he comes across really, really switched on. Now, I, the only thing I know about that game was I think Bristol are, are missing someone, but I can't work out who it was. Well, I'm going to go straight back to William Lemark. This was his first game back in Manchester. William Lee, 19 points, five rebounds, one assist, and two steals. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? That is very impressive. Um, that's his second game back, you're saying? That's his second game back, but first game back in Manchester. But he hasn't played all season from what I could see. Um, and again, look, Nick Lewis, you got to talk about him. Um, he, he is one of those 
foundation pieces. Really impressive player. Um, he ended the game with 23 points. Oh, crap. I don't know how many rebounds he got. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Well, I'm sure I can look it up right now for you. How about that? Yeah, you look that up. But whilst you're looking that up, again, Jamal Anderson, um, he is Mr. Consistent, I think. He contributed 14 points, eight rebounds, four sister free steals. And so this is the game, Manchester against Bristol. Mr. Lee. No, Nick Lewis. He's the one I didn't know what his rebounds. I want to, if I'm guessing, I'd say four or eight. Four or eight? Yeah, that would be my guess. Uh, four rebounds. Four rebounds. One, okay, so One he assist, had... one steal, and 23 points. Nice. So, you know, Nick Lewis, Jamal Anderson, you know, both really consistent. Um, I, I feel harsh not mentioning um, Tevin Ollison from Bristol because <laughs> he had 26 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. And Jacob. Um, and other than uh, Brad Green with 12 rebounds and Leslie Smith with nine rebounds and eight points, um, it was a quiet night for the Flyers. Mm. Um, but if you you got a spare five, 10 minutes, go and check the highlights out. And I want to talk about this game because it was an absolute comeback by the Giants. Now, look, Mark, when I say this, I want to see your face. In the third quarter, with three minutes left, the Giants were down by 16 points. In the third quarter. Third quarter, they're down by 16 points with three minutes left. Um, and they just slowly, slowly chipped away at that deficit. It's not a high-scoring game. No, 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 not at all. But they just slowly chipped away at the deficit. And there was one thing. At the start of the fourth quarter, um, they got back within four points um, wow. that just separated the teams towards the start of the fourth. Now, there was one thing. Um, the Flies didn't score in the fourth quarter until there were two minutes, 16 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, something's not right there. Something's not right there. That is um, that is huge, I think. Um, I mean, we watch those games where you think, you look at it and go, hang on, have, uh, have we actually scored yet? Like mm. this quarter, you look at it and think, it's really odd. But anyway, that stood out. Um, but also, um, in that moment where they didn't score um, for the first you know, seven and a half minutes, by that point, the Giants were up by 10. Another thing I would like to highlight was there was a timeout in the fourth quarter with less than five minutes left. And whatever the coach said at that point, whatever Brian Simonian said at that point, it had an effect on the team and they started their run from there. So, um, you what, know. Was that a home or away game? That was... Um, no, that was a way, I think. That was a way. So he probably said, if you lose this, you're walking home. Yeah, he did a Mickey Burn, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah. If, you, if you're walking from Bristol to Manchester, it is in the SGS College Arena. So, look, what a comeback. What a comeback from the Giants. And You've got, you another, know, you got another Giants game, haven't you? Yeah, I have. But I just, I, I just want to really focus on that one because what a comeback. What an exciting game. Um, something is not right. Uh, at Bristol at the moment. So bear with me. Just going to hear some Irish crickets. Classy. Well, as you've done them. Oh, hang on. I've got, got that other game. You've got the other game. So then they took on the Lions at home. And even though Nick Lewis got three, no, 33 points, seven rebounds, four assists and four steals. 
alongside Jamal Anderson's 21 points, four rebounds, four assists, and two steals. It wasn't enough. Now, especially when you see Matt Morgan on fire for the London Zing up with 32 points, three rebounds, and six assists. It, they just couldn't, um, it just what they didn't have enough to beat the Lions. However, um, they only lost by eight points. They only lost by eight points. Um, and again, um, it was great play from Jamel. Um, the one that stuck out, st stood out was uh, he got the ball from the halfway line. Like, he was just walking past well, he, what he was running, but it looked like he was just walking past two or three players then lays it up on the left-hand side of his left hand. That was a great play. Um, they were down by half part time by, by like six points and they just never really got you know, back into the game as far as that deficit was concerned. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the home crowd is the other thing I just got to highlight. The atmosphere at the MBPC arena was absolutely outstanding. National Basketball Performance Centre. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you got you got to give it to the Manchester fans. They know how to bring that noise. The players were talking about it. The it's coach quite was talking about it. Big one as well, isn't it? Like three thousand or something. It's it's quite a big seater, I think. I, from from when we did the show way back. If you haven't listened to that show, go back to have a listen. But we broke down each of the stadiums, didn't we? And I think Manchester was one of the. They had quite a lot of seating, like two and a half, three thousand, something like that. Yeah, but so I'd imagine it getting noisy. It's getting noisy there. Yeah. It was getting noisy. Lot. Um, I think it was. Uh, uh, Nick Lewis even commented after the game about the you know the home support is absolutely fantastic. Good. Um, so unfortunately they, they got that loss, but they only lost by nine points. Um, now they've I think played the Londons enough times that they only need to play them one more time um, in December, and that's it. They don't need to play the London Lions again. Gets it out of the way, doesn't it? Yeah, that's uh, that's what I thought. Um, and just want to highlight, even though they had a 92-84 loss. Eight points, two top of the league who are flying with it. The women played right after. Um, one at the death, night. Uh, sorry, 75-72 against the Braun Hatters. But going back to that quote I said from Brian Simonian, he said another quote after the London loss, which is, we played well in Bristol and showed tonight, which he's talking about London, that we're definitely on the rise and compete with anybody. What a great way to end I think the week even though they lost they had that huge comeback uh, against Bristol they only lost to London by eight points they seem to be a thorn in London side because the last game was fairly close as well I know they lost the one before that by like 29 points or something like that but the last two outings against London have been really close um, Manchester I salute your efforts this week well done yeah. well they're sitting ninth at the moment, and there are three three wins, ten losses. But they are, I think, game in hand compared to some of the others. And Lions are still like two games ahead of everyone, uh, I believe. But um, you actually you're highlighting <laughs> an interesting one about uh, the Flyers. So I'm going to bring the, the game I watched, which was Flyers and Scorchers. Um, I I was a little shocked. The Scorchers took that one. Um. And I was really surprised because when we were going from last week thinking, you know, Bristol, we were talking about them as they're up in number two, number three spot, dicing around. Spiraling, aren't they? Yeah. So you've had the first loss against Manchester. And was it Manchester won that or was it Bristol lost it? When you watch the game, I only saw the highlights of that one. I thought oh, it's a good, you know, Manchester earned that one. 
when you see the Surrey versus Bristol, Surrey played superbly. There's no question of that. Um, and I want to highlight a guy called Andrew Lawrence. So when you look through the scoring, you can see there was a lot of uh, tit for tat. One player on one team scored 12, another one scored 12, another scored 21, another scored 21, and rebounding, all the same. But Andrew Lawrence on the Scorchers added in 17 to the pot, and no one else had that. 17, I think two rebounds, eight assists, and one steal. But he clearly was that extra person that made the difference for the, for the Scorchers. Um, but again, Manchester and Surrey, both teams who were towards the bottom and around the bottom. You're talking about Bristol, who were at the top. Manchester. Yeah. We were talking uh, uh, about uh, league contenders at yeah, one point. Exactly. And Bristol four, just, they? yeah. And uh, it's, there's clearly some gaps going on. I don't know if it's the gel, not, not gelling in the team, or there's some injuries or things that I haven't picked up on, but very interesting that they, they're at fourth already now. They've slipped down from third. They were second a week ago. So it was, uh, they were second two weeks ago. Then they slipped to third. Now they slipped to fourth. It, it's, that's really, you know, really, really not good for them, shall we say. The word I think is free fall. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, we which, need to investigate that. So and going, why. going back in the early in the week, I want to go on the 17th. Sheffield Sharks versus Leicester Riders. And your friend Jalen Pitkins... Did you see the full court shot he did? Yeah, that's one of my points, but you can do it. <laughs> I just, I gotta say, it was just, I saw that and thought, oh, you'll love that because I know you like a bit of Jalen. Um, but without question, Ramsey doing the behind the back pass in that game. Mm, that's, nice. that, that, you know, that game, if you're going to go back and watch one at any point, go back and watch that game. That's a really, it ended up 91 84. You think seven point difference, but actually, that game was close right to the end. And I know Sheffield and Leicester clearly have that rivalry of locality, etc. It showed in the game. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got to give those guys a shout out. And I think Pipkins ended up on 17 points, four rebounds, four assists. And, and three two. steals! I've got two steals down there. It's three. Is it? Three, Mark. Wow. I love a steal. That's why I've been adding the steals in my shout out. <laughs> but also, yes, Really to highlight Jalen Pipkins, uh, you know, I hope he is in all-star contention. I'll be shocked if he's not. That's just my opinion on it. But the one play you're talking about was at right at the end of the third quarter. And it was um, Kimball McKenzie who came up, going down the lane. He makes a pass. But the thing is, I love about that play, Pipkins steals the ball. Yes, He yeah, steals yeah. the ball and he's kind of moving uh, to the baseline as he steals it. He turns around, sees the clock, boom, just punches up. Boom! Three points, Pipkins. End of the third quarter. Two steals. Just saying. Well, well, wow. I apologize for my inaccurate <laughs> stats. But no, that I mean that was that was a good game. Um and that's gonna bring me on to um two other quick games, which were both featuring Newcastle. Oh, I've got a Newcastle here. Which one have you got? I've got quite a few games, Mark. Okay, we'll do it then. All right, Newcastle. <laughs> We've got to, got to salute you. Got to talk about Newcastle. And not talk about Newcastle's recent form. Newcastle fans, I think you need to say a huge thank you to the man, the legend, Keith White. Because <laughs> the reason I say this, Mark, because he came on the podcast. And since then, Newcastle haven't lost. And they're really starting to show their form. Now, not 
everyone knows this, but what we do is because we have guests and we've got the BBL show and sometimes other NBA shows or something like that, sometimes we have a backlog of interviews from guests. So we did Keith like a few weeks ago. Um, so just before we had our chat to Keith, Newcastle lost to the Leicester Riders, 108, sorry, 111 to 88, yeah? Keith White comes on the podcast, Newcastle fan. Newcastle fans, go and high-five that man. He comes on the podcasts. Next home game against the Manchester Giants. Boom, win, 12 points. Game after that, away against the Patriots, 27 points, win. Back at home against the Patriots again, 16-point win. Then this is huge. Away win against the Gladiators, nine points. Caledonia have now lost their first game in the Coliseum. Jordan Johnson with 24 points, four rebounds and seven assists. Yeah. Ricky McGill, 18 points, five rebounds and six assists. And you've got to mention the inside presence of Josh Ward-Hibbert and Taj Green on the boards. They are, are just feels like they're just cleaning up in the, in, at the moment. In that last game, Devin Whitfield of eight rebounds. You've got to mention him too. Also probably got to mention those 12 points he got. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Newcastle is starting to find their form. There's a really great article on, on Newcastle on the BBL uh, website at the moment. So check that out. I know they update the stories fairly regularly. So check that out before you lose that one. Yeah. Um, Fifth win in a row. It is, and um, you know what? what? What made me smile in that interview? I don't know if anyone from the BBL is listening to this, but in that interview, they mentioned the word "nest," Mark. The nest. They nest. The they nest. didn't say the eagle's nest, but they said going back to the <laughs> uh, uh, what's the coach's name? His nest. And I was like, "You're welcome. You're welcome for that name." Um, I, so for the um, Caledonia, I'd say I wanted to give a shout to Patrick Whelan and Farrow because they. They both actually put in some really good stats, but they were the only, I won't say the only ones, but for Caledonia really kicking anything in on that game. They, it, it was, it, I won't say it almost like was one-sided. Um, it was like those guys holding up the fort for Caledonia. Everyone else really kind of contributed, but not very much. Yeah, I mean, that's their first, Caledonia's first yeah. home loss. So that's huge. Yeah. But you know what? Keith mentioned this a little bit, and I think people need to really appreciate the fact that Newcastle signed five huge big signing yeah, players. Big, big signings. Um, and I, I think I'm using key words. That kind of change needs um, time. It takes time for all that to adjust and those players to gel and get that cohesion. Um, so, yeah, I just want to highlight that like, Newcastle absolutely bloody flying at the moment. Yeah. And you know what, Newcastle fans, you got to give a shout out to Keith White because since he came on the show... That's, that's what's happened to Newcastle Eagles. So, Keith is the lucky charm. He is. And in that game um, against Plymouth, actually, um, that was, like you said, 16 points they won by. Um, but both those games, Jordan Johnson's the one who really seems to be stepping up with in the Eagles. A couple of fadeaways, some crazy passing and stuff. It, it looks really, really slick as a player. Um, but did you see the block from Wiley, one of the Plymouth guys? It just comes out of nowhere. It looks like the boom. Block. Yeah, it looks like he's got the whole lane to himself, and he just spins off, bang, gets it. I, I, I love, I like a defensive play, so I appreciate that. But 
in Plymouth himself, we, we actually saw the news this week that um, the CEO who's running Plymouth, Patriots, is actually stepping down. Oh. Yeah. And he actually, it's, they put an announcement and they said, go to have a look on Plymouth's page, you look about it. But basically he said, you know, I my business has got so hectic now that I can't juggle doing the team oh, and doing my own business. So they'd already, I think they'd notified him about like 12 months ago. And we were like, look. I, Is there I, buyers? Are there buyers? Um, I don't think it's a case of that because he's the CEO, so he's like running the team. So I think there's going to be someone who's going to be in there. Oh, so he's still going to be involved. He's just going to step back. Um, yeah. So he's he, well, in his statement. I think it was quite nice the way he put it. It's like I'm still going to be at the games. If oh, people want to come and chat doing, to me. Mark? What for Plymouth? Yeah. Yes, yeah, a little bit of a bit of a trek, isn't it? Um, Dedication. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, that um, you know, he said I've, I've given them. They've had a lot of notice. So, you know, they knew this was happening what 12 months ago, but. This is like the official bit now of so i don't think it's anything that's a surprise that's come to them that i but from what i can understand with uh, plymouth for those who do or don't know plymouth used to have a team which were the raiders and the raiders used to be the bbl team and then that went into an administration and then they spun the patriots out of that and the raiders are now in the in the nbl in they've actually played uh, the local team here portsmouth force so they're in that division now, the Raiders, and they're going to be working their way back up. And the Plymouth turned into the Patriots and that to enable them to keep a BBL team. And so, uh, you know, the CEO was one of the guys who was there at that time helping that transition. So that's a shame, you know, because uh, I think it's fair to say we've got a soft spot for each of the teams in their own way. But Plymouth, they've got that great crowd and they've obviously Pat Riots. He's still going to be sticking around, but... Oh, Pat Wrights, they cannot, <laughs> they they cannot do without him. No, He's a legend. No, absolutely not. Um, but the other games, really, this week, I won't say I've been not by the by, but the other main one was Cheshire and Surrey Scorchers. I and knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, they got absolutely pounded. <laughs> Cheshire just showed them the way. Um, there was a fantastic dunk, um, and that was uh, Aaron Ray. But and I like Aaron as a player, and I think they featured him quite highly because he was an NBL player from Div, Div 1, and he stepped into the BBL. Um, but he got the alley-oop from Cam Christen. And that, I mean, ending on 25, Cam's ending on 13 as well. But it was just sort of a... There was a, a, a clear difference between their team and the other team. So, um, yeah, that actually pushed them into second position now. So Cheshire are now second in the table. Wow. There you go. Yeah. So congrats to them. The Phoenix rise to number two. Wow. Rising. Um, but you've got to say the BBL, it's, you know, just highlight. And again, there are still, there's only four points between second place yeah. and sixth place. And there's six points between second and seventh place. Yeah, and the um, table, like I'm just showing Paul a little graphic here. It's the one that the BBL do, which I, I do like. It just shows you how much, and every single week we look at it and you see the same thing. It's like there's arrows, it's movement. There's constant movement. Yeah. There's always things happening every Our single week. Our focus is very much... Um, do they hand the trophy out now, Paul? Yes, I've said that before. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Give them the trophy Trophy now. But 14-1. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, that's a great week. So let's see, let's see what comes comes next for the BBL. But, yeah, um, it's going to be know. very interesting. Very interesting to see what's happening. Be, I'll be interested to see what's going to happen with Bristol. They seem to have fallen off the wagon for some reason. Um, but I, I got a huge one now. Have I you got a huge? 
I've got a huge bit of news. Okay. And everyone will know what I'm talking about now when I say NBA news. And I think we could even do, I think we should do actually, um, in fairness, do a podcast dedicated just to this moment. Okay. Which is, let's hear a big shout out to LeBron James. Whether, whether you like him or you dislike him, LeBron James is the first player in NBA history to surpass 39,000 career points. The NBA's all-time scoring leader also reaches this milestone as the Lakers go uh, undefeated in the um, NBA Cup. Um, yeah. And... I, you know, I'm not as I've never been a LeBron fan, but I haven't been... I'm not a super fan. I, You know, I can appreciate what he does, but the longer he's been in the league, the more I respect him because you see his basketball knowledge and the effect he has on other players. Yeah. But yeah. also, now, when someone made a point today, oh, do you know that you're older than the head coach of Utah? And he was laughing. And he's like, oh, seriously? Man. And you sit there and think, yeah. But LeBron's also probably got more game experience, certainly more basketball IQ. And fitness-wise, he's 38, 39, and he's running rings around people who are yeah, like look, 20 years as junior. Whatever your thoughts are about the player you've got to respect that and the whole debate um you know about the goat and i'm not a fan of talking about goats no, whilst irrelevant. you're still a player that's a bit i don't know i'm not a fan of that but whatever you think you have to admire the achievement oh yeah um he's the only person to have done it he is what 38 or 39 now? 39 now i think and he's he's averaging roughly what i'm guessing 27 points yeah for all the seasons he's been in it, the NBA? In the last season, most of players are averaging about 11 in their 21st. The five players who made it to 21 seasons, that's like Dirk, Vince Carter, people like that. They only got like eight to 11 points average. Yeah. He's getting like 28. He's getting 30 minutes. I, to I think we should do a, a show, no matter how long it is, even if it's a short one about yeah, that. I think sure. it deserves it. Um, and uh, just talking about like ages and stuff there's a great one i don't think it was this season it might have been last season but there's a player who comes on he comes into this game and it's his first season yep. and he goes up to lebron and says and the cameras are on him during the game goes hey you played against my dad yeah and he looks at him and is like what and he goes you played against my dad he, he was in the league um and you played against him in your first game in the NBA and LeBron turns around and goes man you don't do that I mean making me feel old yeah. but yeah you can't look no. 39k um you cannot you cannot um not admire that achievement and uh you can only get a higher score on NBA 2k yeah it's <laughs> that's what, he's got to be looking at 40k this season now for sure so LeBron James well done My first bit of NBA news. Did you know that the Hawks in Indiana just played a game 157, 152? That's 309 points combined as a game. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and they only finished five points apart. That's outrageous. Go watch it. It's, it's literally a points for points. Smokes. It's outrageous. Uh, we, it's, did you know that a famous ex-Newcastle player, Ken Notage, actually passed away recently. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was actually on the, the BBL. He spent 14 years 
with Newcastle, but it's actually Sunderland when they transferred to Newcastle. Wow. Which I thought was really, because you see pictures of him with Sunderland and then it's pictures of him with Newcastle. And then he was co-owner with Paul Blake. Well, and then he's yeah, minority yeah. owner and stuff. But I there's a really that. There's a really nice article. And then I think Newcastle have done that, but he was also part of the rugby club. And, oh. he, and he was the chairman of all, ran the, the rugby club up there, up in Sunderland or Newcastle as well, for like 13 seasons. But people, so they've done a tribute as well. So, I mean, he was the most decorated, I think he's the most capped England player. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like, I was looking at it going, wow, I didn't know this because it was just in our youth really, really early, in the early days of BBL. But talked to all his family and everything. He obviously our sympathies. But um, yeah, it was a re some really nice pieces out there on Ken. And there's the Newcastle connection. Yeah. Okay, Mark, we got an NBA Cup update. I'm not saying that in-season tournament stuff. I don't like it. So first things first, I got to say, if you have got some spare time, go and check out the last uh, five minutes, six minutes um, of the Houston Rockets taking on the Pelicans. Um, it's ex as exciting as it gets. And again, it's highlighting why the NBA Cup is so special. It is this... You know, um, like they double absolutely header. won, haven't they? Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. knocked out the park with yeah, doing that. Yeah, great thing. But so, just an just an update from the NBA Cup in the Eastern Conference. Um, you have got the Indiana Pacers have clinched a place in the quarterfinals. Um, just behind them, the Milwaukee Bucks, not confirmed yet. Boston Celtics. Um, and you have, you know, Miami Heat, Brooklyn Nets, Cleveland Cavs, uh, Orlando Magic, uh, close on the tail for yeah. second and third. Um, and then off to the the Western Conference. But Indiana, Milwaukee, Boston, uh, Miami, and LA are the only ones who have not lost. Yeah. And LA at the moment are the only team who've won all games. Yeah, so that's what that's what literally what was going on next. So in the Western Conference, LA have finished all their games. They've clinched, clinched uh, position in the quarterfinal. Um, second, Sacramento, um, New Orleans Pelicans. They are third. Um, again, if you check out the game against the Rockets, fantastic game. Um, at the moment, that wild card is the Timberwolves. Um, but, you know, you've got Phoenix Suns. Denver Nuggets, close on their on their heels, but out of the competition now. Portland Trailblazers, Memphis Grizzlies, San Antonio Spurs, the Washington Wizards, and the Detroit Pistons. Yep. All of those teams are out. Yep. They are officially out. They're still playing games, but they are officially out of the cup. So, yeah, like all eyes on what happens add over the next couple of weeks. To, add some new weight to all the games, doesn't People it? People are getting frustrated. People are getting, they're yeah. bringing some uh, anger, aren't they, yeah. to the table. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, A lot and, of spice in the games. You know, I've got I've got another topic that I think we could do. Um, I think we should do another discussion, another podcast on this. Let's do it. And I want to, I'm just going to throw this thought out in space and let's do a podcast on it, okay? The NBA are doing an all-star game, uh, like West versus East. Just and have... You think we should be part of that, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just have a... Th just listen to this. This is the potential Western Conference starters. 
have they arguably created one of the best teams ever made here ever assembled mark so at guard steph curry at guard luka Doncic at forward and captain the joker forward kevin durant forward lebron james could you argue that is the greatest western conference team ever assembled i find it interesting you put uh Jokic as the captain and not lebron well he's mvp um yeah so yeah just yeah. i think we should i think we should do another podcast on that i think the whole i think the That'd whole in-season tournament i need a whole thing on that because this in-season tournament i think it's fair to say nba They absolutely knocked out of the park, haven't they? Oh, you stopped that clap. Yeah, I did. They only get a short one. Uh, it isn't all the way through. No, but it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. changed it. And you see some teams like the Lakers, then they, they're like really, really want it. And all the teams that are out are a lot of the teams that suck in the league. But some of the people you go, oh, you're doing better here in the in-season tournament than you are maybe in the league at the moment. And someone like Dallas is doing bad really well in the league but badly in the in-season tournament and you've got to look at it and go how are they putting their preference because it's something you brought up about what do you put the weight on because is the weight on winning the in-season tournament now or is the it's top it, seven in season tournament it's called the nba cup so what's more important the nba cup or winning the playoffs oh i, I, I think or winning the league because I, if you know look at look uh, you, all you got to do is look at milwaukee they've been they've won the league and then they've won the league and actually, then they get knocked out first round of the playoffs, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're rubbish." You go, they finished at the top, but it doesn't mean anything. You have to basically win the playoffs. So you could be basically just get into the playoffs, get to the finals, and win, like the last years. <laughs> like I said, to you, in 50 years' time, you're going to look back and going to go, "Who was the first team to win the NBA Cup?" Wow, they were the yeah. Lakers or whoever. Yeah, it is. I, th I think they're really gunning for that. Bron is very. I reckon they're gunning for it. Legacy now. Yeah. So oh yes. Yeah. Like. Bam. First they're looking at that. If they win that cup, and then they also, if they do it right, they can win the cup. And oh, also you know, they win can the start league. saying who's doing the double. But why not? Why? Well, let's if do he does that, I predict it. If he wins the cup and he wins the league, he's retiring. He'll retire. Of course, he will. On top. On top. Yeah. Um, I think. Why don't we do? Why don't we do this? Once the um, the top four have been assigned for the yep. cup, let's yep. do. Um, a podcast just on the yep. NBA Cup up to that point. Yeah, that, that's totally. Good. We'll do and then that. We can do one on LeBron James. We've got two NBA only coming up. Yeah, sounds good. Right. Well, um, that's the end so of the yeah. show. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't listened to all our episodes previously, go back and check them out. And don't forget to send us an email, ukbasketballpodcast at gmail.com, or go on our Instagram and send us loads of abuse because we always really appreciate that. <laughs> I am Paul. Goodbye. But as before I go, if badminton was a good sport, I'd watch it. But I don't. Well, Goodbye. I'll never play a game where the aim is to hit a cop. Goodbye. Wow. <laughs>